Yeah, we've been looking at um, why Jesus came over this last few weeks, haven't we? We thought about that Jesus came to show us what God was like. We've, uh, we thought about that he came to rescue us, rescue the lost. We looked about Zacchaeus. Today we're thinking about God came to give us life. Now, you're all really interested. <laughs> Trisha has brought her little friend along with her today. I don't know if it's a her or a him. Neutral, okay, <laughs> right, okay. Trisha, why have you brought your little friend along? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true, Trisha, yeah. You want me to try and resuscitate? Yes. I remember a long time ago, sort of, sort of I didn't t- pay enough attention, but going on one of these life-saving courses where they show you how to resuscitate, bring back to life. Um, so, yes, yeah, so how do we do it, Trisha? How often? Do you, how long do you do that well, for? Well, if I, you know, there's lots of you here, and you're not doing very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do. Go on, let's show her how to do, show her how to no, do no, it no, then. No, you can do the breath. Okay. What you do then? Chin, chin lift. That's it. Excellent. Open the mouth up. Fantastic. Wait, wait, wait. You can't do it whilst I'm. Right, go. Another one. Did anybody see the chest move? Stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do stick it there. Oh, sorry. You <laughs> have to do 30 of these. 30? Days. Wow. So it's fairly exhausting. Okay. I'm not sure how many I've done, but I won't do 30. Go on, do it. Breathe again. And twice. And then they start coughing and stuff. Okay, so we... And you just check to see if they're... Anybody praying, <laughs> anybody praying for a resurrection here? Yeah. You need a lot of faith. I think, I think she's back. She's back. She's okay. back. Oh, <laughs> praise God. Right, great. But we'll cover her up for modesty. Okay, so if you see somebody's collapsed, and, they're not, and they have collapsed and they're not just resting, right, then maybe that's the sort of thing that you could do to help them. Tricia came to uh, demonstrate that because I want to tell you a true story that happened to me. Two and a half Years ago, uh, Kim and I were involved in, in, a, in a camp for families down at Blackpool Sands on the Devon coast. It was the August bank holiday weekend, and amazingly, the weather was good. And so on the Sunday afternoon of this camp, Blackpool Sands camp is right up on the top of the cliffs, and to get down right above the beach, but unfortunately, it is a long, narrow, winding lane down to get to the beach. But on Sunday afternoon, the sun was shining. We said, let's all go down the beach together. There's about 150 of us, uh, all families, kids of all ages. And we had a great time down on the beach and uh, played games and uh, and all the rest of it. And then, of course, came towards tea time. So we said, ah, well, we now have to go back to the camp and there's going to be tea. It's going to be ready ready served uh, out for us. And... uh, and one of the guys, who was, uh, you know, he was, a, he was a big, fit guy, a bit like Mark, right? 
Well, a bit like Mark. <laughs> big, big guy. He got, he, got, uh, uh, he, got a, he got one younger son with him. And uh, he said to his wife, he said, I tell you what, it is an awful long way back up that narrow winding lane up to the camp. Very steep. He said, I know. He said, I will run and I'll go and get the car and I'll bring it down and then I'll give you a lift back up. And that's what he did. He ran all the way up to the campsite and got his car and brought it down. And then his wife and one or two others got in the car and off they went. Because I was also one of the organizers, I also got a lift in a car. Because <laughs> I needed to be up the top to do some, to do some things. And as we were driving up, up this narrow lane, suddenly we noticed that it was only really width for one car. The car in front had stopped. And that was because the car in front of them had stopped. And round the bend, the car in front of them and the car in front of them and the car in front of them had stopped. This didn't look too good. And so um, we... Uh, and then somebody came down and said, uh, I don't think you'll be going anywhere. There's been an accident at the... A car, a few cars up. And then another person came down and said, no, we don't think it's an accident, but there's a man who's not in a very good state and we think he's from the camp. Oh, dear. And uh, so they said, you better go. You know, you, you're responsible and you're organizing and go and see what's happening. And as I went past all these cars that were parked, I came across a scene that I will never forget. Because there was a lady, absolutely white, tears were flowing, and she was standing looking at the ground. And as I came around the car, her husband, this man who'd run all the way up the hill, this man who was so full of life, was lying on the floor. No blood, there was nothing like that. But there he was lying on the floor, and next to him was a person doing exactly what Tricia was doing then, pumping his heart. When I arrived, they'd been doing that for several minutes already. And his wife was just standing there watching this happen. I don't know how long, Trisha, you can normally do that for. But they were still doing it. And I heard them saying, stay with us, stay with us. Oh, keep your eyes open. And they were pumping his heart. And they kept pumping his heart. And I thought, he's not going to make it. The good news is, he did make it. And that man is alive today. And, and it was a miracle whole series of miracles because the car, three cars behind his car when he had his heart attack was the local GP who shouldn't have been going up that road at all but did for, for, for some wrong reason, took that lane instead. And so he jumped straight out and he started pumping his heart. And then another doctor from the camp, a friend of ours who's a doctor, also came across and together they were taking it in turns and they were pumping his heart. Do you know they pumped his heart for 19 minutes. And there was also a miracle in that the camp had been given a defibrillator. Well, that's those things that they stick on your chest, you know, you see on, on the hospital programs. And they put, they put it on and boom, you know, and they shock the heart. And another miracle was that the air ambulance was down the road because it had been called out, but it was a wrong call. 
but it was just down the road. And the air ambulance was there very, very quickly. And they flew him to Exeter. And that our friend who's a hospital consultant said, that really, that man should not be alive. 19 minutes, they pumped his heart. And he's alive today. But the reason I tell that story is that when that man was down on the beach, he looked like Mark. He looked fit and strong, and he was. And he could run all the way up that hill. And yet, there was something wrong that, neither, that no one else knew and that he didn't know. And that when he was born, he was born with a problem in his heart. It had just never showed. But 5.30 on that sunny Sunday bank holiday afternoon, the problem revealed itself. And the heart stopped working. And without the miracle of all those things being in place, that man would have died. And this parable is that we can all look amazingly fit and well and full of life. But the truth is, we also were born with a heart problem. Not, I trust, the little heart in your body that pumps the blood around. But what the Bible calls the heart the real us, the real me, the real person that I am. We are born with a problem. And we can look okay to everybody else. And we can think we're okay with us ourselves. But the truth is, there will be a day when that problem will show itself. And without help, we will die. And the only person who can help us is the one who came to give us life. Jesus, giver of life. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And the life that Jesus promises then, the word in the Greek is zoe. That's a nice name, isn't it? That means life. And you know that word? That means God's sort of life. Not our physical life. It means a life like God's. That's the life that he promises. And when he says, I give it to the full... The word for full, periso, means excessive, abundant, overflowing. That's the sort of life that Jesus wants to give us. Just like that man needed help, Jesus offers us help. He offers us his life. And we're going to be talking a bit more about that life this morning. I'm going to, we're going to do the memory verse again, and we will do some actions this time. So stand up, because we're so important that we remember it. Stand up. My wife was a frightened of the actions. Okay? Okay. Can anybody remember the memory verse? Okay. Well, it is, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and you might have it to the full. Okay? Here's the actions. When Jesus says, I have come, I am come that you may have life and have it to the full. Got it? And then it's John 10, 10. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. John 10, 10. Okay, you can do it on your own now. After three. One, two, three. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. John 10, 10. Brilliant. Okay, sit down. And we're now going to sing again together.